At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> Whoa, sorry. <laughs> if that's not indicative of how this week is going. True. That's, welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. We are here and alive, I think. Well, we are recording a little bit earlier than usual, and I know the morning is not your magical hour. So, so it's interesting because... Um, your throat's not even on mm, I'm on not awake. Key. Thank you. Um... It's interesting because we were just talking about the fact that we are recording at an earlier time today, which is fantastic for you, but not so amazing for me. And I feel like that kind of is a great lead into what we're going to be talking about this week. Oh, that's good, Um, Michelle. But yeah, we're here. Hi, this is Barb Knows Best, the (laughs) podcast. I am your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I'm here with the ever amazing my mom peaceful barb hi everyone hello <laughs> that was i know we're starting off with we're getting a through it real bang today we're getting it's through gonna it. be good some days you know, every one. day yeah. is different and every day provides a unique set of challenges and circumstances and here we are we're showing up you know mm-hmm. life is just interesting 99% of life is just showing up so remember, Eckhart Tolle says, except the present moment is if you had chosen it. So <laughs> we chose this present moment to record early because of the topic, maybe. Well, what's what's interesting is you are a big time morning person. Like mm-hmm. you thrive mm-hmm. in the morning. In fact, we joke with, with one of our friends who we often talk about, Lewis, um, that like you, you get your early morning workout in and, and you are on fire. But if you go to work out, like probably after one p.m., mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. a different, yeah, a different human. Yeah, and uh, that's great to know that about yourself. But what's maybe not so great is I am the exact opposite. So it makes things interesting when trying to plan things between the two of us because you're on in the mornings, but I really. I kick in later in the day. <laughs> later in the day. And I work out later in I, the day. Like 11 p.m., you're on the treadmill. I'm like, okay, Michelle, <laughs> that's a little wild. Now you just like <laughs> dispelled all my secrets. Oh, but anyways. it's it's um, it's knowing yourself yeah. and doing what you can. But why I said that this is kind of an interesting dynamic to lead into today's topic is 
Today, we're going to talk about boundaries, which has been a hotly requested topic. Mm -hmm. We talk about this topic all the time. And, you know, this whole concept of morning person, night person, knowing yourself is like the baseline of boundaries. And it was funny because we drove separately to come record today. And um, I I was in my car and I was like, ugh can't believe she convinced us to record today's episode earlier. This is not fair. I'm not even, I I don't work this well, this early. You're having a whole fight with me in the car without me even being in the car. And I'm like, and we're talking about boundaries and I need to better instill my boundaries because this isn't right. (laughs) But that's not really how boundaries work. So we're going to talk about how they do work. I love that. That was a really great lead in because, you know, boundaries truly I would just love to start off by saying that boundaries are not a punishment and that really having nice, clear, healthy boundaries means that you care deeply about the relationship that you're in with the other person. So it's kind of a a new way to look at boundaries, I think, because I think most of the time we think of boundaries as being something that we have to impose because people are doing things, um, you know, wrong or, or offensive or whatever it is. But actually it's you start to, you really start to, um, understand yourself so much that you want to have a deeper, more successful, happy, um, fun relationship. So I love the idea of thinking of boundaries as actually for me, setting a boundaries, having healthy boundaries. Um, none of us are ever perfect at it. Remember that. But I think for me, having a healthy boundary with someone that I care deeply about gives me more compassion. Hmm. And I think to start out, you know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about boundaries Mm -hmm. and what they are. And and like you said, that that they're not a punishment, but so often people think that if someone sets a boundary with them, that they've done something wrong or they're bad or, or, you know, something along those lines. And so. Or you're angry or trying to teach the person a lesson or whatever it is. You know, this episode, we really want to kind of break down what boundaries are, why it's good to set boundaries, how to set boundaries, And really just help you to feel more comfortable with the topic so you can start to feel like you can actually use them in your life to feel better and to strengthen your strengthen, not harm your relationships, but to strengthen them Um, and really just help us all be happier. So you're not fighting with yourself in the car. Right. Yeah. On the way to record a podcast with your mom. Mm -hmm. So let's get started. Let's get into it. I think a good place to start would be asking all of you that are listening right now, you know, like take just a second, maybe in pause and ask yourself, um, how comfortable are you at setting healthy boundaries with people in your life? You know, maybe on a scale of one to 10 with one being very uncomfortable setting boundaries and 10 being completely at ease, you know, and five being somewhere in the middle, you know, some, some, you know, kind of somewhat at being okay with setting boundaries, but struggling when it comes to reinforcing them or um, really not understanding maybe the clarity of why a boundary has to exist and how to do it. So I think it would be nice. Just let's take a second. Yeah. As we always say, awareness is key. Yeah. So let's get clear on like where we even are. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe many of you have never really even thought about setting a boundary. So just start to See mm-hmm. how you feel about the topic. Got the number. What's your number? 
I would say my number's pretty good. I would. I'm not a ten. I don't know if I. I don't know if anyone. Any yeah, of us I don't know. Really be a 10. But I would say I'm. I'm a good solid six or seven, and I think that's good for me because if if I were you out there listening, and this were ten years ago, fifteen years ago, um, I would have no idea what even <laughs> setting, a, setting a boundary. I wouldn't. I would not have probably understood. Maybe twenty years ago, well, I don't. Think- I would not have understood like the nuances and all of the things that we're going to dive into um, about boundaries. So I do think you're right, Michelle, when you started off by saying there's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of misunderstandings about boundaries. So I think being a solid six or seven for me is good. How about you? I do think that's good. I would say I'm probably a six. Mm -hmm. Because I think I'm a five to six. It depends on my day. (laughs) Well, I think why I say being a solid, why I say that and, and good probably isn't even the correct thing. It's healthy. Why I say that is I know today what I'm feeling in every moment. I don't always take the action maybe that needs to be taken in every moment. But I know today if I've crossed a boundary that someone has set with me, or if someone has crossed a boundary that I've set with the other person, I just, I can feel it inside of me when boundaries are the issue at hand in any given moment. And so that's why I say it's kind of a solid six or seven is that obviously we talk about this a lot. Awareness is key. And for me, awareness is everything in mm-hmm. life. And so I'm always aware. Am I taking all the actions that I need to take in the moment? Probably not always, of course yeah. not, but I'm always aware. And so somewhere along the line, I course correct. And that's what I think for me, life, for me, that's what life is about. Learning and growing, learning and growing, always finding out what's happening in the moment and how do I course correct? Well, yeah, because life isn't, like you said, about being perfect. It's about, you know, you fall off track or you, you go astray, but you come back to some sort of center that is aligned for you, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so <clears throat> I think it's important to just note what, like, why, what are the benefits of boundaries? You know, we talk about a lot of different topics on this podcast, but I think boundaries are probably one of the most important. And again, like I said, they often get very misconstrued. And I think the the word is so buzzy now. Mm-hmm. Many of you are probably like, oh, like, I've heard so much about this, but like, who cares or whatever, you know? So, you know, boundaries are important and you, you dived into this a little bit earlier, but they help you to be more compassionate if you can believe it Mm -hmm. and to alleviate the resentment that you can feel for the people in your life. And that one is a big, big, big one for me. Mm -hmm. I even, (laughs) I, that's a big one for me because when I don't enforce my boundaries with the people in my life, I get really resentful. And I've mentioned this example in past episodes, talking on the phone with people, especially family. I have family that loves to just chat, chat, chat on the phone. And that is not my favorite thing. And I have to set the boundary about that. And when I don't, it kind of goes off the rails and I get resentful. And I was talking to you on the way into recording, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I got to make this phone call and like you, I can feel that resentment and I, I don't want to feel that way about people that I love and that people that are in my life. I I don't want to, I don't want to have that. So it's clear to me that a boundary is off. So less resentment is a huge, a huge thing. Well, because in this specific 
example, the resentment you're feeling is because you are being, um, you're not, you're not reinforcing the boundary that you'd already set. And I'm so being you're too feeling, passive. yeah, you're being too passive. So that's, so, and I think that leads into the other thing about boundaries is, is it truly is really great self care. I think boundaries are self care. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Because there's so many different facets and aspects of boundaries, but when you start to know yourself well enough to know what you need and who you are in any given moment, like we've talked about in so many other episodes, you can start to say, you know, that's not really for me. That's not aligned with what I'm trying to do. That's draining my energy and those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. which is the epitome of self-care. And to that point, you know, you'll have more energy. You'll feel more motivated and constant. You can concentrate. You can, just feel more centered and just in touch with yourself. Like you are, I don't think there's any better feeling than when you really feel from the inside out that you're taking care of yourself and you're honoring yourself and your needs and you're advocating for yourself in a way that's, you know, aligned and kind and, you know, that works for you. You just feel so empowered. Yeah. And how, how healthy is that? It's so amazing, isn't it? That's why we say <sighs> setting good, healthy boundaries. Healthy. Health is wealth. Yeah, and it causes great um, healthier relationships. And, and you mentioned it, but for me, what I notice a lot is that it improves my concentration quite a bit because I'm really able to be focused because I believe at the core of not having boundaries and not reinforcing the boundaries that we maybe have already set is that we get truly at the core of all that resentment and all the things is an anger that we have for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We start to beat ourselves up from the inside out. And I, we may not be aware of it or may be kind of unconscious, but I know for me, and that's why my concentration goes down the drain or that's why my energy gets wasted because I'm not feeling empowered and strong and healthy and positive about myself. And it's mm-hmm. really hard to see that in the very beginning, but as you start to set healthy boundaries as we walk you through this, you will start to recognize, wow, my anger or resentment toward this other person is really not about them. It's about me. And why am I not taking care of myself in this moment? Because I know this about me and I know that this is how I feel. And this is what I need to live my happy, successful, you know, wonderful life that I came here to live. For sure. hundred percent. So one of the interesting things about boundaries is that we've said is that it allows us to have more compassion And I think a lot of you might feel like, you know, how it feels like it's so harsh and, you know, you're setting these, you know, guidelines with people and oftentimes people feel like boundaries are a wall, you know, around, you know, that's the general consensus. But what was so interesting is when, when we've done some workshops on this topic in the past, we, we learned that Brene Brown did a study about boundaries. And she, she determined that the most compassionate people in the world in her study are the ones that have the most clear and structured boundaries. Yeah, And, you know, you can go look that up and and read more into what she discovered about that. But that's fascinating to me because I, I would have thought the opposite. You know, you think the most compassionate people are the ones that will just keep giving, giving, giving and have no, no boundaries, but it's, it's not true. And hearing that and digesting what all that means is, 
it changes everything. Yeah. It changed everything for me because in order, I think if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine you have the desire to be a compassionate person that's, you know, adding to the good in the world, I think. Um, and so I think we all want to feel good in our own skin and live our lives from the inside out, but also be that kind and compassionate person that, that, you know, spreads the good feelings in the world that we so desperately need. And so to think that boundaries allow us to be more compassionate is so fantastic because I think a lot of times, especially in the self-help personal development world, it gets so um, individualistic and so personal. Like I only care about myself and not the community, like my own healing, my own wellness, my own everything. And we don't, oftentimes go outwards and to think about how we act in our communities and how we impact the people around us. And boundaries are both. They help us and they help how we interact with the world. So it's like, it's just the perfect tool, basically. Well, I, th- I love that, Michelle, because I think it makes perfect sense when you really start to scratch the surface of what you're saying Yes, maybe on the outset, not only does it feel like, how is this going to make me more compassionate? But sometimes some of us, if you're talking about boundaries, we might say, I already let people walk all over me. I don't need to be more compassionate. And we kind of take it to a different angle of I'm, I'm being, I'm already being kind and thinking of others. And I think what we're talking about when we use the word compassion and what Brene Brown discovered in that study is that compassion for others has to start with compassion for ourselves. So how can we truly, truly, truly have deep compassion for ourselves? How can we really take care of ourselves um, with the utmost care and love and concern? Because when we can really take care of ourselves and what I've discovered, when I'm actually taking care of myself, I'm not burnt out, I'm not overwhelmed, I'm not exhausted. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do one more thing or I can't give this other person one more thing. We really are being compassionate for ourselves, protecting our own energy and our own needs in every given moment. And it means that we can then care deeply for others in a true authentic way because we're really taking care of ourselves. That's what I love about the study that she did, that compassion for others starts with compassion for ourselves. Well, and that's the thing too. We get, I think so many of us are experiencing burnout and feeling like, can't add one more thing to our plates and we're overwhelmed and we're exhausted and boundaries are the way that we can reel that back in. Yeah. So I think the (laughs) greatest way to start for me is one of our very, very, very favorite teachers on boundaries. And I would say if you really want to take a deep dive into boundaries, you should. Yes. You should absolutely get the book, set boundaries, find peace. I mean, hello. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Hello is right. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. By Nedra Glover Tawab. She is, I believe, and I know you do too, Michelle, and we love her work. We love the yeah, content that she puts Nedra out. Is just she is incredible. incredible. And she helped she helped me see another angle, another vantage point, because I'm always looking at how can we look at things in different ways to help help um teach it in the way that will make the most sense for people. And she when she this quote blew my mind because it's so true. Um, the things you complain about most often are teaching you where you need healthier boundaries. Mm. Like, wow, take that in. The that things is a you complain, way. Yeah. The things you complain about most often are teaching you where you need healthier boundaries. <laughs> and I complain about the phone calls like every <laughs> exactly. single day. Exactly. So hello. <laughs> yes. Um, 
And so I think it's so important. And, you know, then she dives really deep into, you know, that some of the most important boundaries truly are the ones that we have to have with ourselves reflecting on, you know, what, what are we complaining about? What is happening and causing us to go down that, you know, negative, impactful rabbit hole of why, basically, I, I, why I love this quote of her so much and why I love her work is she really is teaching us why we, we truly never need to feel like a victim because we're not a victim because we have all the power. We are the boss of it's our own true. lives, as I always from say. Us. Mm-hmm. And Nedra's a, a therapist, so she's yes. an expert mm-hmm. in, you know, relationships and, and taking care of yourself and, and really understanding the human nature. So she has so many fantastic insights on this topic and on so many topics, but definitely set boundaries, find peace is a great mm-hmm. thing to Incredible book. look into. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yes, yeah, so. um, and I, I just think it's so interesting to think about you know the things that you complain about are where you need to set better boundaries, and just like with everything else, we have to do it for ourselves. Nobody else can do it for us. And I can complain all day long about these things that feel overwhelming or the phone calls that I have to return, but ultimately, if I want to fix that overwhelming feeling that I I feel. I have to take an action or I have to do something about it. It's not like I can't just be passive and let it just slip away and and build and build. So it's up to us, fortunately and unfortunately. I think that's why I love the idea of starting this, um, walking you guys all through this is, you know, starting with one area of your life where having a clearer boundary with yourself would help your life run so much more smoothly and, and more with ease. So I think starting with what does it look like to actually set a healthy boundary with yourself to start to mitigate or minimize this complaining. <laughs> and so I think um, for me, it, it's really what you said to Michelle is being able to speak up and not, uh, not being okay in certain situations that are not okay for me and, and not just sucking it up or not just, um, you know, thinking, oh, okay, that they said that particular thing. I know one of the things that is a real trigger for me is when someone calls me a name. Yeah. Um, or when someone calls other people names, that idea of gossiping behind other people's backs and, and, you know, speaking ill of people when we're in a conversation with friends or when we're in a conversation, maybe it's not friends. Maybe we're at a work table and someone starts, you know, dissing another person. So a work table, I think <laughs> a workplace. So I think I'd like to, you know, cause some of the boundaries that we set with ourselves are unspoken. We don't necessarily share them with other people but we have them within ourselves. And I think these for me have been the most powerful boundaries because they've helped me then go set boundaries with other people that maybe they need to be spoken. So yeah. The, the and things, like, 
I was just going to say the things that I love about that are some of these ways that we set boundaries with ourselves that, that I think would be great, Michelle, for us to walk people through. Yeah, for sure. And I just wanted to say that I think setting boundaries with ourselves first and noticing things within our own lives and enforcing them and, and really honoring them is a great way to build that muscle. You know, we do all of these mm-hmm. things and it's not easy. None of these things are easy when we're first starting out. They feel uncomfortable or it's just it's a different you know, way of living life. But the more we do it and, and reinforce it, you're building that muscle. And I think setting and enforcing those boundaries within yourself is like a great gateway. It's like the gateway drug into uh, boundaries because it's, it's the dynamic that you have with yourself. And that's a great place to start. And because we always say that know yourself, once you know yourself, like, could there be any better place to start? I love what you just said, Michelle, know yourself, choose yourself and then love yourself. That whole idea of that's how we really can be empowered to be the, the incredible human beings that we already are. Yeah. And so thinking about how to start setting boundaries with yourself, well, with yourself, but in general, it's like thinking about your life, thinking about, like you said, where are those places that you find yourself complaining or feeling exasperated or that you put off, you know, are you procrastinating something or, you know, just noticing, noticing within your life, like how you feel and where are those trigger points, I think. And, and that's, that's where the gold is. I think that's where we have work to do. And so oftentimes with ourselves, you know, finding those places where like, maybe you don't feel, you know, safe in an environment. So you remove yourself or minimizing time spent with people who, you know, really push your buttons or aren't, you know, aligned with, with who you are and what you stand for, for you, not engaging in gossip Mm -hmm. or not, you know, calling people names and things like that. And standing up for, the things that matter to me, like civil rights, human rights, all the things like that, that, you know, in the past, somebody might've said something at a table and I might've, okay, wow, that's really controversial. Um, instead of being brave and speaking up saying, Hey, that, that's, that really doesn't sit well with me. That's not, that kind of conversation is not okay. So yeah, these days that's, that's a big one. It is a huge one. And trying to figure out how do you say things like that in the midst of people that are your friends, but being able to speak up in a in a kind, powerful way is really important. And I've noticed that people respect me, actually respect me more. And the ones that don't, they don't invite me back. (laughs) And that's okay because if we're not in alignment, because remember, if you're, if something's being said and you're not in alignment with it and you don't speak up, what happens? What happened for me is I go home. It's a, and then I ruminate. It's a stamp of approval, honestly. But I go home and ruminate about it. Oh my gosh, why didn't I speak up? This is, this really matters to me. And I, I didn't like that I didn't speak up. So you get hard on yourself. See, remember the compassion has to start with yourself. So starting to recognize when you're losing the compassion and the forgiveness for yourself means that some, for me, it means that I didn't speak up in a way that, and using my power and my courage and my kindness that I wish I had. So yeah, that, and I also, also, and you know this about me big time, Uh-oh. I, I more often than not will not start a difficult conversation if I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Yeah. Remember halt? Halt. I think we've talked about that before. I just won't because if I'm really hungry or if I'm in an angry space, 
or if I'm in a lonely or not feeling quite up to par space, or if I'm really tired, it is not a good time for me to start a difficult or an important, really important conversation. Yeah. Um, And this last one, I think, is a really big one um, that we've experienced together. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to... No. Not sharing private information with people who haven't earned your trust. Yeah. Like really recognizing, and Brene Brown talks a lot about this, really recognizing when is the appropriate time to share share something that's incredibly personal that you don't walk away. Yeah. That you don't walk away from the conversation saying, oh my gosh, what did I just do? There's very few worse feelings than oversharing and then that pit in your stomach of like, oh, because you can't can't bring the words back in. Well, because chances are you're sharing something with someone that hasn't earned your trust just because you want them to like you or you want them to think, I don't know, you want them to think better of you or you're trying to, uh, you're t- I don't know what well, we're trying we to do. I think we crave human connection and yeah. we think if we're vulnerable, yeah. it'll provide that. But you got to protect yourself. Yeah. But some of my favorite boundaries to set with myself, because I think these are, are really pertinent to the days that we live in is like choosing to mute or unfollow people on social media that make you feel bad about yourself. Um, and you know, unfollowing people that put out content that isn't great, but if you have people in your life that, you know, maybe you can't unfollow, you can mute them and they won't know. Um, and I, the biggest boundaries that I could set within myself is, is the screen time stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, really trying to, Cause I know, I know the days, the days that I'm on my phone or on my computer on any screen extra, like more than an average day, I feel insane. Like I'm tired. I'm loopy. I'm like not all with it. My eyes hurt. I have headaches. Like it's just for me, the the proof is in the pudding. Like it's not good for me. So I know that like, I really need to be mindful of my screen time and, and set those boundaries in myself and honor them. And I know a lot of you all probably feel the same way. So it's like you can set alarms on your phone to say, like, take a break from your screen or set a boundary of, like, at X amount of time at night, I'm going to put the phones away and just read a book or, you know, (laughs) sit in silence. Um, And even just, like, scheduling time to just unplug, like, oh, I have a free day this upcoming weekend. Maybe I'll leave my phone at home and just go enjoy myself or whatever that might be. But really thinking about some of those things too and and how you can honor yourself because now more than ever, it's like we're expected to be on even when we're not, quote unquote, at the work table. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we're so accessible by everyone 24-7. And that's a very intense feeling that you can that people can have access to you at any point in time, any day, any reason. And I think it's important for our own mental health to at least be able to set the boundary where, no, I am not accessible right now yeah. in whatever way that that works for you. Yeah. I think it's so, it's so it's, I hope that we're, we're sharing with you a, a a real open way of looking at boundaries because I hope we're also showing you that boundaries are truly not about controlling other people. We're not trying to control others. We're not trying to teach others a lesson. We're not trying to do anything really for other people. 
we're trying to communicate what it is that we need. And we're trying to take care of ourselves in the very best way that we possibly can. So we can show up in life and show up for the people that we care about the most in the most um, accessible, best way that we can. So I think it's really important that 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 message, if there's, I feel like if there's anything that I want people (laughs) to get from this, it's that boundaries aren't about other people. They're not about controlling other people. They're truly about empowering yourself and taking great care of yourself and understanding that your power and your energy lies in how well you take care of yourself. Yeah. So I think it's just, maybe if everyone just kind of visualize for a second, what, if you could pick one area of your life in anything that Michelle and I've shared with you right now, just kind of visualize just for a second, how would your life be different if you had a boundary or if you stuck to the And this can be with boundary? other people too. I know we just yeah. kind of gave some personal boundaries. Or just set your own personal boundary. How would your life be different? You know, but how you know, would it I look think better? Zooming out a bit and thinking about, is there, you know, a workplace environment that you need to set a boundary? You know, does someone like to, to stand at the, water cooler too long and talk to you about things that aren't product, you know, really start to think about where, where are those trigger points for you throughout your day? And like you said, start to visualize what it would be like if you set that boundary or set that boundary with your family. Like, you know, guys at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays, I need my alone time for an hour. So if you could honor that and then we can go do it, you know, just visualizing it, like you said, and seeing how it would feel to have that in your life. Um, Because I think that's the beauty of like a visualization practice, which we haven't really gotten into much in this podcast yet, but being able to see it in your mind and feel it will help you to implement it in reality. Yeah. It's, I love that. And there's a, there's a quote by James Clear who says, I'd estimate at least half of my frustrations with others are actually frustrations with myself, which is what we've been talking about a lot, for failing to set clear boundaries and stand by them. So it's really about, as you said in the very beginning of this episode, Michelle, it is great Mm -hmm. self-care. And so you actually, in seeing the bigger picture of life, you actually are starting to recognize what is most important to me and what boundaries will serve me. Yeah, I think you've shared some great examples. Yeah. And we've talked about this in another podcast too. the bra you wear quote is the number one regret of the dying is I wish I had the courage to live the life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And that's the epitome of what we're talking about with boundaries. You think so much of life is about people pleasing and, and showing up in a way that other people expect, but when we get to the end of our lives at whatever time that that might be and we're just with ourselves, like, did you live the life? Did you uphold the values and things that matter to you in a way that was aligned with you? And that to me is the epitome of why this is so important. Um, and so I just think that that quote is just perfect. It's definitely a foundation that I go back to a lot, a lot, because it's so true. Because I think we talk about time being our most precious resource. We can't buy more time. We can't get more time. Yeah, um, It truly is our most precious resource. So being able to set boundaries with ourselves and others truly helps us reclaim the time and 
course correct or reallocate the time that we're spending on the things that matter most to us, which for me feeds that uh, Bronnie Ware quote so beautifully because I don't want to be at the end of my life saying, oh my gosh, I wish I had blah, blah, blah. I wish I had yeah. done this. I wish I had done that. Or I wish I had the done... The feeling of regret just sucks. It does. <laughs> and it's not something that any of us wants to feel. And I think it's so... I know you see those... I, I saw a tapestry pillow recently that said no regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a little... You know, of course, we want to not have any regrets. But let's face it. We 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 oh, do. If we're sure. honest with ourselves, we can find those little things. So I'm really just trying hard not to have regret for the biggest thing in life. And that is, did I, did I do what mattered most to me? And was I actually in alignment with what it is that I wanted to do and not just trying to people please and do the things that others or what society tells me to do. And I think it brings me back this whole conversation. I love this so much because it brings me right back to Brene Brown again, who's like a master of this as well. And when she says daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. Yeah. And I think that's the Bronnie Ware quote. That for me is, wow, am I going to choose me and live the life that's in alignment with why I came here? What is the life that I came here to live? Or am I going to please others and just do the status quo knowing that I'm really, really going to be disappointing myself? Yeah, it's so true. And I think that leads us into... You know, it's relatively easy to uncover the areas in your life that you feel like need work with the boundaries. But I think everyone's probably who's listening is is waiting for this part, the tricky part of like, okay, I know I need to set something up here. I know I need to say something. How do I do it? Yeah. You know, how do I tell someone that I need to you know, take a step back or have more space or change up our dynamic that that's been so comfortable for so long. Um, how do you communicate that with people? You know, we can talk to ourselves about the things that we need to do, but I think a lot of us, which is probably why I said I'm stuck at a five, maybe six at the beginning of the podcast is it's not, it, it feels like it's hard to sometimes communicate the boundaries with people. It is hard. And I think um, you're right. This is, this is where, where, where we really get into the nitty gritty of it. And for me, for me, it's, it's about always using the I word and not the you word. <laughs> it's always saying, you know what? I really love this when we do this. And it really makes me feel more safe or more comfortable. Could we talk about how we could accomplish that? Like, saying what I need and then coming into a conversation with the person about how we could accomplish it, especially if it's your partner, especially if it's someone that you live with. Um, instead of you never make an effort to spend quality time with me mm. and this, this just isn't okay. Um, instead of criticizing or complaining, what, what not, not making it something that someone else has done. That's a problem. It's yeah. just stating your needs. Exactly. It's what it's, it's going back to Nedra's thing. When we complain about something, we need a healthier boundary. So instead of going to the person that, that we're complaining about and, and complaining to them hmm. that never, that can never really go well. I don't believe it's never yeah, gone well in my like life. I just that I don't think. No. So instead of you do this or you do that, or you never this, or you always avoid all of those words, the you word, the always word, the never word, the all the time words, it puts people on the defensive and chances are you are not going to get anywhere with this conversation and you may leave feeling unfulfilled or like, wow, that was the biggest waste of time. 
Yeah. And I guess too, thinking about it, you know, if you're, if you come up with a boundary that you need to set, like using the words I need, or I have to do this or whatever, you're taking ownership of it and you're not placing it on the other person, which I think feels easier to digest for that other person too. I mean, you could say to me, you, you're never ready in the morning because you're not a morning person. And that doesn't feel, doesn't feel good. You're like, up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't feel good. You're not a morning person, but you don't need me telling you you and never. I hope you guys can see that because this is so important because we do it all the time. And but when you say I'm a morning person and I thrive right. and it, I I can get my mind to this is really important to her and I can get myself in gear for her. I just love that because that's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. And that's what's happening this morning. I'm a morning person. And so we're actually recording this podcast episode in the early morning. morning. And I think you're right. You, you want to do something nice. We, that's a healthy relationship. When I say I'm a morning person, Michelle, it would really be helpful for me today because we, we, the times we had today were early morning or late afternoon. And you said it would really be helpful for me to do it in the morning. And so I said, and you said, okay, okay, sounds good. So I also love to use this example that I, that I do with people a lot is that if what really works best for me is if we do this and you're really going to get all of me, I can give you my full attention totally, and I can give you everything that I think will help make this conversation better. Like when you say that to someone that you care about, because remember we're setting boundaries with people that we care about. If we don't care about the person, we're not setting a boundary because we're going to say, we're going to wish them well and walk away. Right? So keep that in mind. You're not really setting a boundary with someone that you really don't care whether you have a relationship with or not. And if you think about that, we're mostly setting boundaries or we need to set boundaries with people that we care about or that we want to still have them in our lives or that we have to have them in our lives. So how can we mitigate the frustration or the um, anger, resentment, or the, the lack of energy that we might have? So I think if you can, like I might say to you, Michelle, you are so much fun to be with. I really love it when we go to the movies together. And I know going to the movies is not really one of your favorite things or I mean, what? No, movies is, I meant plays. Sorry. I said the wrong thing. Plays. I love movies. I meant plays. I said the wrong word. Plays. I know going to a play is not necessarily high on your list, but if I say, you know, Michelle, it's really fun when we go to New York and we just hang out together and we walk the streets of New York and then we end maybe the afternoon with a play because I really have so much fun with you. Is this you, you setting that. me up because we're going to New York? Did it, you like get us ticket to a play? <laughs> I didn't, but I'm trying to set you up for next week. Ugh. I just think, I think if you start off with the I or it's so much fun when, so I, I hope this is helpful to recap that little piece. <laughs> I, I try to rarely, I won't say never, cause I try to rarely use the word never or always or you or all the time all those words that aren't, aren't truthful yeah. <laughs> because it's never all the time. It's never always, it's never, never. So I think it, if you can try to keep, if you can try to keep each one of you in the conversation from being defensive, that's a win-win. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're giving someone an ultimatum. Like if you don't stop doing this, I never. won't be your friend anymore. Yeah. Don't do that. I would really not recommend um, that. Boundaries aren't ultimatums. Right. They're, they're self-care. They're, things that you need to care for yourself to continue to move forward. And, you know, ultimatums are just, 
a demand. And I think most of the time people interpret a boundary as an ultimatum, but it's really a boundary is initiating a new kind of conversation with someone that you care about where you're communicating your needs. So I could say to you, look, I am a night person and I can't do mornings. And you would say, well, I'm a morning person and I can't do nights. And we would have to figure something out. Obviously, that's a very basic example. But I can communicate my boundaries and my needs to you and I'm initiating the conversation. And the other person that I'm talking to can also communicate back to me. But I think that's the biggest piece of this all is feeling confident enough to even initiate that conversation, feeling like grounded and rooted in your own needs to know that you're worthy of initiating the conversation and knowing that you can say what you need, but there's another person at the end of that that also has needs and desires. And so you have to engage in that conversation and figure out what works for you. And hopefully the person that you're engaging with, if it's someone who you love and care about and respects you and you respect them, they'll respect the boundary. But I think it's not just like you're going to drop a boundary bomb and say, bye, I hope you can figure out how to make this work for you. You know, it's, it's a process. You know, if you're setting a boundary that's never been set before in a relationship that you've had for 30 years, there might be a little bit of a window where it's, it's going to take a little bit of time to, you know, for things to settle. Mm -hmm. They might not be used to acting in that way that you're setting. So I think, being open and honest and receptive to the other person of saying, look, this is what I need. I know this is different than what we've done before, but like, let's figure out a way to make this work instead of like, if you don't do this, I'm never talking to you again, or I'm going to give you the silent treatment for like, you know, a year or whatever. Whatever Like, I think it's relationships are a two way street. And, you know, we're talking right now about, uncovering and tapping into the boundaries we need, but then the person on the other side also has needs and we have to remember that too. So it's to me the biggest thing, but it's sometimes the hardest thing because it's not always easy is to open up the conversation and be open to listening and engaging with that other person as well. Absolutely. And I think I mentioned earlier that one of the things that I don't tolerate, you all know that I have a had a very traumatic childhood, and so I was called stupid a lot by oh. by my by my family, and so I really respond very um, negatively, and I really shut down if someone should call me stupid. So let's yeah. you know envision an, envision a situation where you're in a in a heated argument with your spouse, and you know they call you stupid. So that's happened to me before, and so you're in an argument like that. So instead of me saying, if you call me stupid one more time, we're done, or I'm breaking up with you, or I'm whatever I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say, look, I don't feel respected when you call me stupid. So I think we need to pause this conversation and come back to it when we can have a respectful discussion. And that's your biggest, you say, let's pause. Let's pause. Let's pause the conversation and we can come back to it. So that's really something for me that has worked well. But I want to also give a little caveat here, or a little little disclaimer that 
we are not talking about relationships um, that are threatening to your emotional or physical health. This those, is not about abuse. No, and, and those sometimes need to have dynamics. ultimatums. Um, and maybe not even, maybe skip the ultimatum part, but sometimes I, there would, I could see situations where there might need to be an ultimatum, but maybe skip the ultimatum part if you're in an unhealthy or a very dangerous situation um, so that that ultimatum doesn't re- trigger them to retaliate against you. Maybe come up with some kind of a safety plan within yourself or come up with a safety plan with the other person. Look, I don't feel safe in this situation and this is what I need. How can we figure this out? How can we come up with a plan together? And remembering that the boundary is not a punishment, but also remembering that the boundary is for your well-being and for your your safety as well. Yeah, and just knowing too that in those situations that you feel like, again, just to reiterate, like the boundaries that we're talking about up until this point are with people that you want to maintain a relationship, that you want to have a stronger relationship with and that you want to feel like, you know, you're in a, a mutually beneficial relationship. There's also boundaries that you can set for, for people that you don't want to be in a relationship with anymore or that you don't feel safe with, or that aren't good for your mental and physical and emotional well being. And there's a different kind of boundary that you can set where it's, you know, cutting the communication or blocking, you know, the communication or whatever that might be. If you need to do something to feel safe, um, you know, that's a whole different story. So of course, just like with everything else, it's, it's knowing the difference and knowing what you need and knowing what you need, but like knowing like with you, I set my boundaries and because I love you and (laughs) I I I want to, but there's other people in my life that I've had to you know, cut off and, and wish them well from afar, which is what I always say. Just some people you have to, you know, cut off and wish them well from afar. We don't have to have a relationship with everyone that society or people deem necessary or important. We really have to take care of ourselves. That's why this goes right back to what we started this with. What do you need to feel safe um, and to take care of yourself? And, and I, so that's, it's important. And I know it's hard to do that. And this is not easy. And we're not saying that you can do this in a one, two, three step plan. So we but do it, have one, two, three, four coming up. <laughs> we do. But I usual. mean, but I think it is something to start the conversation with yourself. Like, what do I need? And what are some of the baby steps that I can take to start serving myself in the best healthy way possible? And this is interesting. And we didn't plan it this way. But I think thinking about our episode that we had last week with not trying to change people, I think it's important to just remember that you also can't set a boundary to try and change someone, you know, like knowing that difference between someone who wants to edit their behaviors to, to benefit the relationship versus like manipulation and knowing that like, if you're in a, toxic dynamic or a dysfunctional relationship. I don't know if, if setting just these soft boundaries, it, you know, it's just, it's knowing, knowing the relationship that you're talking about and then knowing what kind of steps you need to take. And I know that that sounds a little bit vague, but it's when you start to tap into yourself to say, okay, with this person, they're probably like a tier four, you know, my inner circle is a tier one, And then, you know, you go out and they're kind of like a satellite friend. What kind of boundary do I need to set? You know, family, I'll set this. And so it's just kind of establishing 
your own system within yourself of knowing like the kinds of people, the dynamics of the people and what's really going to work for you to feel like cared for and empowered in the way that you engage with them. Beautiful. I think. Cool. Yeah. I think let's, let's share so our let's, top tips, our top four tips for setting boundaries. Get the recap yeah. going. The first thing I just want to say is remembering that healthy boundaries are not punishments for people. Mm-hmm not about controlling the person it's not about trying to change someone it's about communicating your needs so i think if you're talking about this with someone or just saying like hey i learned about boundaries the biggest thing if you can start to reframe that it's not about the other person it's about you and it's about your needs and it's about advocating for yourself it changes the whole dynamic and you're not trying to hurt the other person you just say look I need to set this boundary because I want to deepen the relationship with you and I want to continue to have this beautiful relationship with you. And these are things that, that I need. And then I want to hear what you need, you know, like having that kind of a, of a start in a conversation, just really starting out one of my closest, dearest friends, Mary, um, she used to say, just kind of being a little bit easy breezy, you know, easy breezy, where it's, um, it's a deep conversation, but it's not, but it's actually like, how can we do this together? How can we be in this together? Like high school musical, we're all in this together. All right, top four tips for setting healthy boundaries. Number one, of course, be clear about what the boundary is. Have the awareness to know what you need and get clarity on it. Clarity is always the first step. Yeah. So, you know, thinking about those triggering moments and what what can you do to identify that? Number two, keeping it simple (laughs) enough for someone to easily remember it. Remember, this is not your 16-point plan work uh, situation that you're trying to solve. It's it's a really simple. You want to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah, it's not like you come say... If, Here are if the 20 things that I need for you to do. If it's after 10 a.m., I can do this. But if it's before 1 p.m., right. I can do this. And if it's after 6 p.m., forget it. But yeah. if it's before 9 a.m., yeah. like no one can keep track of that. Right. Keeping it simple enough for them to easily remember it and feel like they understand. If I, I always say to someone, I can understand most anything that you could explain to me. Yeah. And so it's really important. People and people want to understand. Yes. People want to understand and they want and to And sometimes be able frustration to take care comes of you. when people don't. Right. So keeping it simple enough keeping it simple so people can understand and they can remember what you need. Yep. Number 3 is try not to apologize when setting a boundary because it can send mixed messages. Do not apologize. Okay. Sometimes it's hard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, but it definitely sends mixed messages. Okay, sometimes it's hard. It is hard. You know, you're going to want to try things. and soften the blow by saying <laughs> right. like I'm really sorry, but or I'm so sorry to say this, but or you know, whatever. Um, but it does send mis- mixed messages because it makes you feel like in another circumstance it might not be this way. Yeah. Um and or maybe she's not so serious about this boundary. She's yeah, kind of feeling wiggle she's room. kind of feeling bad about this. I think I can get her to undo yeah. this. But there's a way to say it kindly. You know, look, I've been thinking about it, and this is really what I need going forward. I hope that we can find a way to make this work. It's all about you know we talk so much about the pause, you know, between saying something or thinking about something in an action, and if you can really think about how to start communicating things in a way that really embodies what you're trying to say without some of these buffer words and, and things to soften the blow. I just, it comes across more powerful. 
And I think we can only get there when we have that that space to stop and pause and think and really regroup within ourselves to know exactly what we want to say. Yeah, important. And then the fourth thing is being consistent in your reinforcement when someone tests your boundary or crosses the boundary. And that doesn't mean that you start in attack mode and see, I, I knew that if I did this, that you would cross it and you wouldn't take me seriously or you don't love me because you didn't, you didn't, um, respect my boundary and try not to get into that frame of mind. But more of what I've done in the past is I've gone to the person. I said, you know what? Could we talk for a few minutes? I need a little bit of help here. I need your help. Um, this is something that I really need. And we had a conversation about this before, but I'm feeling like it's, it's, it's not really being implemented in the way that's helping me. And so I need your help in, in how we can make this be something that's a reality in our relationship. Cause I really need it. It's really important to me. How can you help me, you know, have a discussion on this and how we could enforce this a little bit more, have an understanding here that, that this really does matter to me and I really need this. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I ask the other person for help, most people that you say, hey, yeah. I need help here, they are really willing and ready to go. People want to help. People want to help. We always want to be helpful. So starting off, if, if a boundary has been crossed, but on the same flip side of that, making sure that a boundary gets crossed, that you acknowledge it and you, you bring it up. Don't wait like five weeks and say, you know what? Five weeks ago you crossed this boundary and now I'm really irritated about it because I see it happening again and again and again and again. So really acknowledging it when it first happens because chances are the person is saying, oh yeah, I forgot. Or yes, because change behavior can take some time. And so just being patient, but also um, being firm in a loving, kind way. Yeah, it's it's just being open and honest and and kind, but strong in your convictions. Yeah, don't blame or shame or put the other person down or any of those kinds of things. Just really trying to be um, attentive to what you need, um, but also maybe getting a little bit clearer um, and then letting the person know how you feel. Yeah. All of the I words, none of the you words. Um, and you could just say it really makes me feel stressed. You know, just all the things and asking for help and how we can make sure that this boundary stays clear and stays enforced. Love it. So so those are our four little steps. But I think we have so much more that we yeah. could say on this topic. So I think what would be great is if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I want to know more. I want to know more about this or I need clear on this. Like, let us know what else you want to hear about boundaries because we have tons of stuff that we could say, but then we would be here for like five hours and I don't think you want to listen to a five-hour podcast. So let us know, like, what are your thoughts on this? And we can do another episode or a part two or dive deeper into it because there's a lot and I think we really wanted this one to be like a 101. Like, let's scratch the surface redefine, get you comfortable with the term and why it's, it's really beneficial. And then, you know, we can continue to dive into it. Beautifully said, Michelle. I love you know, that. Yeah. I, gotta hope, start somewhere. I hope we've been clear and I hope it is a good starting place. And hopefully the next time we record a podcast, it'll be in the afternoon. <laughs> I will be happy to accommodate <laughs> I would be happy Heather's to like, accommodate. nope, it's going to be in the morning. <laughs> I'll She's be happy next to, to me accommodate her head. your needs, Michelle. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, yeah. So again, 
please let us know your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. As always, we really, really love hearing from you. We love engaging with you. We're really grateful and appreciative to this beautiful Barb Knows Best pod community. So you can stay in touch with us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, and at Barb Knows Best Pod. That is the best way to stay in touch and to ask us questions and to also give us future topic requests. Um, As always, if you haven't already, please make sure you've liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet already, we'd really appreciate a nice five-star rating. You can leave a review if you haven't yet. We love reading those as well, and they are so, so helpful to us and to the podcast as we continue to grow this fabulous community. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the community. I love you so much. She loves you. I love you. I love love you. you, Mom. We love everyone. We will talk to you next week because, as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.